This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to bearfruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 34. I am your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am the creator of Bear Fruit. I say the same thing at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> and, he, and I'm here. I'm not tired of it. I'm not tired of it yet. Hey, it's going to keep on going down. <laughs> and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jailbreak Tetris. Oh, topical. Topical. Yeah. This is not the... Prison Break was the TV show or was it Jailbreak? I think it's Prison Break. Oh, okay. I was going to say not the TV show, but of course it's not because right. that's not even the same name. Not at all. No, we're going we're gonna to get to some Jailbreak. We're a couple of jailbirds ourselves right now cooped up in this hot studio. Yeah. Can I call it a studio? No. You it's a room. It's in this hot room. <laughs> yeah. Room. This yeah. is what we have. Not quite a studio. Not yet, but That's hey. all right. We, we're sweating over the mics for y'all Who right knows now. what the future holds? Uh, how you doing, man? Doing all right. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm excited to record that. This is like one of the highlights of my week every week. This is. And we got a chance to do this twice this week because we did Suicide Squad. Three times this week on Saturday. Oh, yeah. That's so right. We got a chance. We did Suicide Squad. Uh, so we put up our review of Suicide Squad. Hopefully you guys got a chance to check that out. Um, we pretty much gave it everything that we had to say about that it. That is Just true. Unloaded. We, I, I'm, I have felt good reception. I feel like. I heard some good things. People were like. They we, liked it. It was yeah. funny. We gave it to the people, and they enjoyed it. And that's the bottom line. That's it. And that's more than we can say for good old Suicide Squad. Right. Right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm proud of that. So at least something positive came out of Suicide Squad. <laughs> so our rotten, hopefully our Rotten Tomatoes review of our review would be higher than Suicide Squad's review. That is correct. That is yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited about our live show. First live show. Yeah. 2 p.m., at Amalgam Comics and Coffee in Philadelphia, PA. Um, Saturday. What, what is the date on Saturday? I believe you said the 22nd. I 22nd. No, 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 no. It's 20, Saturday the 20th. 20th. Excuse yeah. me. Saturday, Saturday August 20. Yeah. Who's coming? We don't even know the damn date. Who's coming? Who's going to be there? Yeah, if you guys are in the area, if it's not too far away, we'd love to see you. We'd love to meet you in person. We'd love to have a live Junto. Yeah. Um, it's a cool comic shop as well. Comic shop and coffee shop. Mm-hmm. So come on through, swing through, put a bunch of humans in a car, ride out, make a little road trip of it, Yeah, out with us. And you, they're only giving us one hour. See, they, they don't know about Comic Book Junto. Yeah, they're not aware. They're only giving us one hour. So, they think they're giving us an hour. That's what they think. Yeah, we, we, we're going to see how that rolls. However, comma. That's right. We're going to cause a little traffic jam. Like, I'm going to let you finish. 
It's just stick around and interfere with everybody else's yeah. podcast. The next next podcast coming up. Thank you, Comic Book Junto. Next podcast coming up is about civic engineering. Okay, I'm gonna let you get to that. But right. first, let's talk about how the Batmobiles put together. But first, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not against this. I feel like that could be a really lucrative PR stunt. Or it could be a real jerk thing to do. We will never be asked to come back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's yeah, you know what? Let's not do that. And similar to Saturday, uh, we're working on an abbreviated uh, a truncated agenda. Wow, today truncated. truncated. I I I had that's a SAT word. Truncated right was such a better word that I stopped myself from using a word that means the same thing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to hear the sounds, but it sounds good. Truncated, truncated. That's right. We're gonna have a shorter show today, and that is. You know uh, how many times we've said that, and we've literally been here for like. Two I hours. know, I know, but that is the challenge tonight. Tonight, my my nightlife alter ego. My Batman form mm-hmm. it's is a, you, you. You can't play around with it. No, you that's gotta right. Be, you got to follow through. So we're gonna. So all right, let's get to it. Matter of fact, good. Good point. We're gonna hop in. Let's get in. That's right. So this podcast is brought to you by Barefoot. Barefoot is a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand that you can learn more about at barefoot.com. Go there, sign up for the newsletter, check out the store, see what else is there that you like on the store that you can purchase, you can grab. Um, you can follow them on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all the same thing at b three a r f r u i t dot com. That's not 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 that's not the social media. It's at Barefruit. B three yeah. A R F R U I T. All right. So we're gonna get into the news. We're gonna do talk back. Yeah. Do our books of the week. We're gonna get out of here. That's right. All right. So let's start off with the news. Oh, this breaking news down the wire right now. I haven't had one of these in a little while. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Pokemon Go breaking news. How once again? How surprising. Unbelievable. This is your one-stop shop for Pokemon Go news. We know you can't get it anywhere else, so we appreciate you coming to us. Of course, I am talking to you, Pokemon trainers, Pokemon masters, Gary, Professor Oak. If you're a gym owner, appreciate that you take up that liability. Thank you for giving us five stars. Uh, Five Starmies. That's a Pokemon. Is it? Star-shaped. I don't know anything about Five star use and a uh, positive comment. Thank you so much. Uh, Pokemon Go... Is breaking up relationships. Is breaking up relationships. It's, it's tearing down happy homes. Home wrecker. Pokemon Go is a home wrecker. Home wrecker. Ridiculous. Yeah, apparently you ought to be ashamed of yourself, Pokemon Go. Yeah, apparently in in this particular instance, uh, someone is suing the company who made Pokemon Go mm-hmm. for ruining their relationship. This is getting more and more ridiculous <sighs> every time this moves forward. What is going on here? But this is one that I actually. When you kind of get into the details, you're like, okay, I kind of see what's going on. All right. So, is it? Well. Give me the details. Serve them up. Okay. All right. So this is this is what it's saying here. Um, uh, not everyone is loving Pokemon. Uh, that is uh, Nintendo's Pokemon Go. And now the game is getting its very own lawsuit. Uh-huh. So this is what it says. Nobody gets sleep anymore. How is this acceptable? They hang out on our lawns, trample landscaping, look into vehicles. We don't feel safe. I don't feel safe sitting on our porch. Um, the suit also states, indeed, defendants have shown a flagrant disregard for the foreseeable consequences of populating the real world with virtual Pokemon Go without seeking the permission of property owners. So basically, um, someone is spending so much time on Pokemon Go that the other, like the other party says that it's ruining their relationship. Mm-hmm. And what it's also saying is that 
because of how they're situating where Pokemon's Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemans <laughs> are, that there are people who have homes who's having their stuff be trampled on. And there's a situation where they were on monuments and churches and stuff like that. Yeah. Where there's actually, I kind of, I don't see the, hey, our relationship is not working anymore. Yeah. Because my husband or wife won't get off Pokemon. That's between y'all. Yeah. That's between you That's different. Y'all got to work that out. That's just like if they won't stop playing video games, you cannot sue PlayStation. No. But the thing that really is a conversation to say where it's like, okay, you're utilizing my property without my, you know, like willingness and you're making money off of it. Here's what gets me. They, they, the couple says, we don't feel safe. Well, don't worry about it. That's why you have Pokemon trainers coming out and taking those nasty, dangerous Pokemon out of there. They're making you feel safe. If you feel danger because you're surrounded by fire types, I understand. But that's you don't get, that's you don't, why you, don't you got them the, teens coming in, millennials. You don't, the, you don't see the argument? I do, I do. The, apparently, like the, the couple... <laughs> it's one thing if the couple's like, my husband won't listen. That's between y'all. But that's not what they're saying. No. They're saying, look, we're just trying to live. Yeah. They, the couple, have, they live close to a, a gym. And a right. gym in the game is attracting a lot of, a lot of uh, passers-by, a lot of people stopping by. But I, I believe this is not lawsuit material. This is like, send a deliberate, thoughtful email to the developer and say, yo, did you think of this? The fact that my, my home or my private property is going to be stampeded all over. Was that like a lawsuit feels like we escalated this very quickly. And what's the end game? I need to get, let me get some cash out of this. But really, I just want this behavior to stop. Right. I, you know, I understand that. And I'm not saying that I would have done this. I'm just saying I get what they're saying. Sure. You know, like the argument of going, are you guys making money off of this? Are you utilizing my property to make money In off of this? In order to make money, yeah. Okay, so where's my cut? Sure. Who else can utilize your property and have people go on your property against your will and capitalize on it financially? Do you think they're going to win this case? I have no idea. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But at the same time, if you actually... When you first think about it, it's like Pokemon Go is ruining my quality of life. Again, the first thing you think is, oh, my husband or wife <laughs> won't stop. But when you <laughs> dig into it, it's like, no. Yeah. Like, so I, I guess depending upon how it's presented, it's kind of like, well, like, yeah. if you can't, if you, you know, like we have to do something. Like yeah. this actually, this, there's a legitimate point being made here. Like, I don't feel safe. There are random people walking around in my front lawn in my backyard or you know what I mean looking through my window I don't know what they're but you know you got to think if you got a if you got kids of course you know like you'd be like who are these people what's what is happening some you know? of the things that I, I wonder I would love to know if there were any steps that led to this case to the to the legal case right what, what sort of things did the couple or the tenants of this home do Prior to filing a lawsuit, a wonder, mm -hmm. put up a sign, lay down traps. I don't know. I just like, I want to know. Human traps? <laughs> I don't know. Dig a hole. Goodness. Like, build, they build, build a moat. <laughs> build a moat. Put alligators in there, a drawbridge. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Well, hey, don't worry about it. I got a swimming Pokemon. I just cross this real quick. Man. I. I would love to know how we got to this stage because you are right. It is legitimate and I cannot help myself. I just can't stop thinking about how funny it is to bring that in front of a case, in front of a, 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 a judge. Yeah. 
I mean, it just seems like, ah, geez. Like, it, is there any other way to deal with this? Well, how, how should they deal with it? I, I don't know. I'm just thinking like a, a direct. You don't know anybody at Pokemon Go. No, I don't, you can't I don't call know. Pokemon Go. No, I don't know you how you do that. You can't text them. It's not I like imagine it's, you it's could not contact like your next door neighbor. You can go knock knock. Hey, guy, you know music's a little loud. Yeah, kids are trying to sleep. Yeah, you might turn it down a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry, George. Sure, absolutely, I got you. Yeah, you know, no problem, Martha. You know, sure, Martha. Why did you say that name? <laughs> no, that'll resolve everything. Why did you say that name? Um, yeah. So, but you can't do that. So you, like, I can imagine they probably. Tried to shoot an email. Sure. Can you imagine how many emails Pokemon Go and Nintendo gets? No, so many. And I'm sure they're all useless. Yeah. So oh, okay. I'm not, I'm sure they're not useless. I don't mean to be crass or flippant, but uh, I'm, I'm sure it's a lot of people who are saying stuff like, Mewtwo's too hard to catch. What are you doing with your game? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not maybe the same impact as I literally have strangers in my property. I can say to you, I Get had out. a conversation with a buddy of mine about like, you know, having a home and protecting a home and stuff like that. And just the whole conversation of like, how do you protect your home and what's legal and what's unlegal and not, not, not legal. And you got to think, depending upon your neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Somebody on your steps, stoop, porch, back. Some people pulling a gun out and going, what are you doing? Who oh, are yeah. you? Oh, yeah. What are you doing here? Absolutely. Oh, I'm trying to catch them all. You're about to catch some of these hot ones. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, wow. Like, but not even trying to like be funny, but seriously, like, yeah, yo, sure. get out of here. Sure, sure, sure. I don't know you. Yeah. What are you doing here? You know? This Absolutely. Is, and I think- If this was taking place in Texas, I think this story is in Michigan. This taking place in Texas, I feel like we'd have a very different story. Right. Absolutely. And that's the thing that I think it's cool. Innovation is cool. Creativity is cool. Making fun things is cool. But repercussions, in the, right? In the process, you start to think: Wouldn't it be cool if people could go and try to catch Pokemon all over the world, and they could just go different places? But you know, then it's like, well, what if people don't want? Because what's happening is you're part of a game you're not playing. Yeah. Like I don't want to play Pokemon Go. Yeah. So can you just remove my house from the map? Sure. Please. Yeah. Like. That's a legitimate request. I Absolutely. want nothing to do with this. Absolutely. Your thing is drawing people to my home, and I don't want anything to... You're not going to listen? I'm suing you. Yeah. Because you got to think, if any other scenario, if somebody was doing, um, let's say, for example, someone was doing a scavenger hunt, mm. and they put your address on there, mm-hmm. and you got mad people who are showing up at your front door, that's a loss. That's a loss. I could see I that. I know what that feels like. I, living in Philadelphia, every once in a while, I walk out of my, my office or my home, and there's a festival taking place. I'm like... Nobody told me about this. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do with this? And I, I definitely feel like, yo, this is a problem. And it's clearly enriching a large piece of my community. Yeah, it's not but like I want people to not have fun. But at the same time, I'm like, can, can we just, could y'all tell me about it? Could you just give me a heads up or I don't know, anything? Just tell me about it. So I, I understand. Because we all have to share space, share space even at Indie yeah. Hall. Absolutely. That's the whole point of Indy Hall. It's Absolutely. It's a co-working space. You have to share. But there are people who have, oh, like, a, partic- they're participating. They're actively participating in that. You're not just involving people who go, look, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. So Just like the people outside of this room who are frequently like, I'm not a part of Comic Book Junto. Yes, you so, are. So why do I have to hear people screaming about Zack Snyder? Well, guess what? I'm just, sorry. Co-working. S- sorry. Yeah, I just apologize to everybody right now. Uh, Also on the topic of 
video games, interactive entertainment. You see that trailer for Injustice 2? Yes, I did. Introduction of Harley mm -hmm. and Deadshot. Very excited. Very timely, I'm given in. the Suicide Squad. I want that game today. Yeah, I again, I got to revisit this. It looks awesome. I know I'm going to suck at it. How do you know you're gonna suck at it? I'm bad at I'm just bad at fighting games, man. Well, all you have to do is mash buttons until you figure it out. That's, or yeah. you could just look it up, look up all the codes. Remember back in the day when people used to sell Mortal Kombat codes and stuff like that? Yeah. They used to sell like just sheets of paper that you had codes on and printed it out. That's how far we've come. I have the For right money. behind me, right behind me right now is uh what is this? Mortal Kombat 3. Ultimate Three. It is the arcade cabinet for Mortal Kombat. Ultimate three. And when I bought it and rolled it into this room, I opened it up so I can turn it on. I found a sheet of paper and what it have on it, all the fatalities. Did it? Yeah. That's awesome. Somebody just wrote them down on a sheet of paper. I'm from like, back, ah, from back in middle school. Gold. Yeah. I'm, oh, you're going to catch this fatality. Yeah. Yeah. This, the trouble is, babality. Are you going to catch this friendship? <laughs> oh, you're gonna, oh, you're going to get this friendship. <laughs> oh, you're going gonna to be friends with me. Yeah. Wait, till I, wait till the end of this round. You're going to catch, you will get this friendship. It's killing me. It's killing me. That's funny. I'm, I'm excited for the game. How are you going to beat somebody up and turn them into a baby? I don't know. Isn't that kind of like, how are you going to beat somebody up and roll a Pokemon ball at them? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We, yeah. We've seen it all. Yeah. We've seen it all. This is the world we live in. Yeah. I'm very excited about this this next thing. There's a new animated film from DC. I know recently we've had a little run-in with DC Animated, and it wasn't Oof. great with Killing Joke, uh -huh. but hopefully they'll make up for it with this. They have the new animated Batman film, and it's Batman 66, yeah. and it's voiced by Adam West, Burt Ward, Julie Newmar. That's so exciting. They have a trailer out that you can check out. It is really dope. Yeah. It's it's good to see something like this. This is the absolute opposite of Killing Joke. It like doesn't get any more opposite of the spectrum. They're going in space. Yeah, they're going to space. This is. They said they're going to fight Joker, Riddler, Penguin. They mm -hmm. name dropping a couple of them. Mm -hmm. You mentioned before we got on the mics. Adam West sounds like you know he sounds older. He's got some you years. Can tell that he's he's more seasoned than. To the Batmobile, like he doesn't sound like that. He's like to the Batmobile. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's just he taking his like, old time. <laughs> oh, old chum. I am not feeling at my best. I wonder if we were going to see shark repellent in it. I'm hoping. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yeah, I want to see the big bomb somehow. Like, even in the trailer, well, spoilers. I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you about the trailer if you haven't seen it. Go check it out. Three, two, one. It's your fault. In the spoilers, they're on a lunch tray. Who knows what's Going happening. into an oven that says on it, giant oven. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this is, yeah, this is. And that's the cool thing about Batman is like there's different versions of Batman. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. Like they all are legit in a way. We've just all, it doesn't make any sense why they're all legit. Yeah. But we just accepted it. Like, Speaking of, actually, uh, I was reading about this not too long ago, and this is something I did not know. But in, in 1967, in the Batman 66 show, the Adam West TV show, there were three different actresses who played Catwoman. Mm -hmm. And in 67 and 68, the third and last actress to play Catwoman was Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. Yeah, I did not know about Eartha. You didn't know Kit. Eartha Kitt was this, Catwoman. This was oh, this was news to me, and I just thought, oh my really? god, this is incredible. Yeah. Eartha Kitt 
was the first black woman to play Catwoman. I thought you were definitely going to just stop. Eartha Kitt was the first black woman. She was the first black woman. <laughs> she, she said, no, I will not sit on the back of that bus. She scratched that man's face. Oh, man. She yeah. stole his necklace. Yeah, she's Catwoman. I was so impressed by that. I thought that was really cool. And then it made me think, damn, I, I, I wonder if we'll get a version of like Eartha Kitt's uh, mm. Catwoman in the show, in the animated mm. show. Eartha Kitt passed away in 2008. Rest in peace. Uh, but it, it would be really dope if maybe there's a send-up. Because I just feel like that's not something we should glaze over. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something that I've known about from, from a while ago. Yeah. You know, that I don't even know where I... You know, I've, I've seen it. I, remember, yeah. I can see her. I can see in my head. I can see yeah. the crazy, colorful background. And I can see Eartha Kitt there. Yeah. As Catwoman. So, yeah. That is that is dope. I read up on that. Apparently, she had the ability to mess up women's hairdos. That was one of her, her jaws. Are you serious? I'm not even kidding. It was on Wait, her... Are you joking? Because I, I am tell. not joking. And they, look, come on. In the movie, they turned everybody into powder. You're you know? Right. So, right. it's like, this is believable. You know what? I just put that on my Netflix list. Yeah. And I was like, I have to watch the Batman movie. <laughs> Yeah, we I do. used to rent that. That was one of the ones that I would rent over and over again. Oh, yeah. My mom would be like, Octave, why are you renting? You've seen the same thing. And it's like, Mom, you said I could have two. You know, <laughs> you know, all the world's leaders going to turn into sand. You know this, Octave. But I want it. You said I could have two. I oh want my Batman. God. Oh, my God. All right. Okay, if that's what you want. <laughs> all right, tell me about the Superman thing. Yeah, staying on DC, Henry Cavill posted to Instagram and he teased potentially. A black suit hey for now. Superman. Hey. Now, if you're familiar with Superman... Wait, hold on. Please say spoilers. Okay. Spoilers. Now, I'm, I, what I'm laying out here is a spoiler warning for something that happened in the comic books a long time ago and something that we saw in Batman v Superman. Mm -hmm. Okay? But, but, but what we're really spoiling is what the comics shown us when many... I mean, this is so old. This is where really being... Cautious. That's true. This is so old. But we like, we just want to preserve your your so if you have freedom to read, enjoy this. Like this is the name of the title. If you have not read the death of Superman, <gasps> he if, dies. If you have oh, not read my that, God. If you have not watched Batman v Superman, we are going to say something that is pertinent to this story. Yeah, and to that that's that's that you know that run of books. So go ahead. Okay, three, two, one. It is your fault. He comes back. <laughs> just um, you know try to respect the people try superman superman is killed by doomsday and he does return eventually and when he returns he's wearing a black suit mm -hmm. he's got like silver emblazoned s and bangles and he has long Mullets. hair he got a mullet and not what we, really a mullet but, but it looks it i mean this kinda, it, here's what i think when people say mullet in, in this case it's just long hair does not look cool yeah don't yeah. it don't look cool yeah uh henry cavill posted to instagram it is an extreme close-up of the detail and texture of the superman suit now we it appears to be black effect. it we could be know. hey look instagram has filters yes. okay so who knows maybe he's just playing but uh if if in fact he's hinting toward what most people think that means we will see the black suit and the the revival of Superman because of course mm -hmm. three two one it's your fault he died in the end of Batman v Superman yes and then three two one it's your fault again well we we know that he'll be back because, because the, there's a lot of money involved because there's a lot of money involved that's right they cannot keep Superman dead so I'm I'm into the black suit I'm into that 
However, I know that that is definitely a Zack Snyder thing. He's going to have a field day with that kind of thing. And I'm curious, is Henry Cavill going to grow his hair out? Is he going to do I that? Mean, I guess we'll see. We haven't seen any very many current photos of him. No. So maybe he's been growing his hair out. Yeah, that's true. Have we seen him on set for Suicide, for uh, Justice League? No, no, I don't that's think probably so. Probably not by mistake. Yeah. Although we have seen, you know, in Man of Steel, in the beginning of Man of Steel, when he was working on the ship, like out in the Arctic or, or whatnot. Do you remember that? He had a beard. He had a beard and his hair was a little bit longer. So maybe we expect just kind of like a grizzled look. I think that'd be kind of cool. I think he's going to have the long hair. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Are we going to get everybody in the interim, like Superboy and John Henry Irons? Man. Get them all? Eradicator? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I, like, we have a potential uh, Man of Steel sequel coming up, so who knows what's going to happen? That's right. All right. Last, last story um, for our news segment. Kevin Smith's daughter, Harley Quinn, that's actually her name. Yeah. His 17-year-old daughter is getting bullied on the internet. Yeah, she's going to be in his next movie, Yoga Hosers. Mm -hmm. And on her Instagram, she posted a picture of herself. And as internet users are wont to do, some anonymous jerk said a lot of very, very nasty things about her in the comments. Just, just deplorable, gross, awful stuff. And Kevin Smith posted that uh, a screenshot of, of those comments and posted to Facebook and said, this is what it's like to be my daughter and continues with this long diatribe. And, and frankly, I think a productive piece of advice pointed toward the person who left that comment. I don't know if you had the chance to read that, but there's something that I, I wanted to say in there. Um, something that I thought was pretty poignant. Kevin Smith has a lot to say. Of course, he's upset. But he says, here's a nickel's worth of free advice for folks like this troll. If you hate me or my kid this much, the better use of your time is to make your dreams come true instead of slamming others for doing the same. The best revenge is living insanely well. So if you want to get back at a 17-year-old girl for the grievous crime of enjoying her life, best way to do that is to succeed in your own existence. Classy. Yeah, respect. And he goes on to say, like, look, you, you think people should pay attention to you instead? Show us why. Make something. Yeah. Make something that makes me stop in my tracks. Yeah. And that's, you know, a lot of respect. I think Kevin Smith. a lot Smith, of respect to Kevin Smith because that. Oh, that he could have wild out. He, 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 he has every right. A lot right. of self-control because talking to somebody's daughter. I mean, your I saw family, it was, that's your blood. Like it, it wouldn't even be appropriate for us to read that out loud. No, I, wow. I, I wouldn't even enjoy that. I wouldn't want to give the attention to the person in the first place. But I, I think something really exciting about this, Kevin Smith is, he's a figurehead in geekdom, right? And like you and I, we are, you know, we're figureheads in geekdom. Yeah, right. Thank you for the five stars and a positive comment, Kevin Smith. We really appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Uh, but like you and I, we understand that we're shifting from, you know, geeks being defensive and aggressive and kind of exclusive community and moving into a zone where we encourage each other to be the best, to understand one another. Kevin Smith doing something like that in public like that, I think that's really powerful. I think that's really powerful because a lot of people who don't think that way, who look up to Kevin Smith, you know, they get to see this great role model. Look, yeah, I, I'm not going to meet your hate with hate. I'm going to tell you to find a better use for your time. And that's like an old head. That's, that's like a seasoned veteran way to respond to that. Yeah. It's like, listen, bro, you mad. Why don't, 
how about you do something with that anger and turn it into something productive? Yeah. Like that's something that would just make a troll even angrier because you're not getting the response you want. Nope. You know, you got someone who's actually like, you know what? And it's really kind of like in a, in a, in a classy way, it's condescending. It's like, so he, he told him off, but he told him off in a very like mature way. Like, look, bro, let me, let me give you a couple words of advice. If you really want to do something, why don't you make something like yourself? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude. I'm, and I like it because he, he even ends this whole thing with, with something that's unexpected. It's, it's, it would be corny in any other sense, but it really works here where he says, don't be useless. Go make stuff that makes people happy. Yeah. Exclamation point and all. Yeah. And he means like, it. It sounds like he's, it sounds like <clears throat> he's genuinely going, I feel sorry for you. Yeah. Like genuinely like, bro, I, I, like do something that's worth something. Like you can do better than this. Yeah. If, is this your contribution to the world? Is this what you want to put out there? Yeah. Is this, is this really how you want to be known as the guy who disrespected and slandered Kevin Smith's daughter? Like that's, that's what you want. That's what you want to be known for, bro. You can do better than that. Yeah. This isn't even clever. This you is know a, what I mean? This is a really good example of something that could have been just a piece of negative news and somebody meets that and turns it into this net win. I think for a community, like really that as a public action, Yeah, that's just, that's positive recourse all around. Yeah, man. I'm a Kevin Smith fan. Absolutely. I like this guy. All right. That's our news section. We, that's, we, that's easy breezy today. Yes. Yeah. So that's what we got for news. Now we're going to get into the talkback segment. Do you want to explain that to the people? Yeah, sure. Our talkback segment is the, the time in which we talk to and with you, listeners and members of the Comic Book Junto. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, at Comic Book Junto. You can also email us, and we get those emails. We get that those tweets, that correspondence. Or use hashtag AskCBJ on Twitter. I always well. forget to say that. Like Literally, every time I forget that, use hashtag AskCBJ, and we will look for that hashtag and ask us questions about comics, uh, uh, ask for advice. I mean, anything you want to share with us, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we'll find the ones that we really want to discuss. It doesn't have to be geek-related. And another way that you can actually give us some feedback, which we'd really appreciate, is leaving us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Yeah, that, um, that's, that's right. That, again, that helps us to be known and found by other people who are looking for similar things. So if you're enjoying this, if you have some feedback you want to give us or some thoughts, you can do the hashtag AskCBJ on Twitter. You can do comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. You can also go on iTunes and get, leave us a five stars and a uh, positive comment. I do want to read please, um, a five-star review that oh. we just got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out. Okay. Um, we got Ballin' Like MJ. Whoa. Five stars, August 5th. <laughs> really dope. So entertaining. Yeah. I'll take it. Jumpman. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, Jumpman. <clears throat> All right. We, we got um, Z Block Araya. Z mm-hmm. Block Block Araya. This is on August 12th. Um, here we go. I was hooked on this podcast ever since I listened to the Batman Killing Joke one shot. Since that episode, I have jumped in into the deep and I'm... And, I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts and I'm getting into comics. I love reading the book of the week and turning in, uh, tuning in and talking about it. Very fun to be a part of. I'm also looking forward to the future of this podcast. It's going to be amazing. Join the Junto. Hey, thank you. Z Block I appreciate that. Absolutely. And so, I mean, again, these five star ratings on iTunes help us kind of 
rise to the top. So when people are looking for comedy podcasts, looking for geek culture podcasts, these ratings, just like Yelp, people go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. you like that? Then, I, then I'll probably like that. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate you guys doing that. And, um, yeah, so give us the rating on iTunes, hashtag AskCBJ, at Junto on Twitter, and Junto at Barefoot.com, and your question could be read and answered on the show. That's right. So we've got two that we want to grab today. One is a tweet and one is an email. The first one, a tweet, comes to us from... Jay Tan. And Jay Tan asks, can we really expect Batman movies to move on from showing his parents murder when Batman himself cannot move on? Hmm. Hashtag ask CBJ. That is a very good question. Hmm. That is a very good question. Well, I think when people are trying to move on, <laughs> saying like, look, you don't have to show us this again. I think it's the visual yeah. of the same thing, the slow motion, the leaving the theater, the they have pulling these out the gun. Studios the have to keep refilming this. They've shot this scene. I would love to know what other scene has been shot so many times by different directors and different actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. We've seen this so many times. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think the expectation is that Batman's going to move on from it, and I don't think that that's from what I see. I don't think that's what a lot of people are asking for. But I think what they are asking for is they're going, okay, we don't need to see Peter Parker get bit by the radioactive spider again. You know, we don't need to see the ship fly away from Krypton and crash down on Earth. You know, like we we don't don't need to see Thomas and Martha Wayne get shot in the pearls and all that kind of stuff. Like it's not, we don't need to see that again. But then in the same breath, we kind of do need to at least set up because... Like Stanley said, every comic book is somebody's first. Uh-huh. Every podcast is somebody's first. Every movie is somebody's first introduction. Like kids are being born every day. And, you know, there are kids that are becoming of age to watch these type of movies every day, every week, every month, every year. And they all haven't seen, you know, like they all haven't seen what we've seen. So I think it's important that we make room for other people to have the same experience that we have had mm-hmm. and not make it all about us Mm -hmm. we've seen that screw everybody else and i don't think you're saying that but it's it's a thing to consider like you gotta remember like how many people in this room look at look at look at geek culture in general yeah if you've been in the geek culture like this for a long time you know we used to get made fun of for this this wasn't cool yeah a long time ago now geek culture superhero movies they're the coolest most successful movies that are out it's on top everybody's clamoring for like geek ip mm-hmm. so you have to think about the fact that there are way more people who are coming to see movies like this than have ever seen it before mm-hmm. like jared leto was some people's first introduction to the joker i mean that jared leto yeah, jared yeah leto you're correct is that's somebody's first introduction to the joker ooh, that's, ooh, that's unfortunate. that gives me some feelings <laughs> that's unfortunate uh-huh. they didn't get a chance to see heath ledger yeah and Heath Ledger was somebody's first yeah and jack nicholson was somebody's first yeah and batman animated series was somebody's first of course so this is a part of that story, and it's just like it's just like if someone goes, "Tell me your origin story, human person." Yeah, and you go, "Well, I'm just going to skip over all the stuff in the beginning because you guys know that." And then there's a person goes, "What is he talking about? Skip over what? No, don't skip over anything." What do you? Sure. I, I didn't hear that. Sure. So 
you know, that's that's even part of the reason why, and I'm I know I'm kind of like going on about this. That's why every episode is hello and welcome to Kampu Junto episode so and so and so. That's on purpose. So and so, and I am the creator. Of blah blah blah. And Adam, that because for the first time, someone's like, "What am I? Who, what is this?" Yeah, that's why we saw every CBJ by walking out of the Zorro movie theater. That's right in the crime alley, in slow motion. Yeah, and somebody steals my pearls. <laughs> it's just a mess. No, <laughs> it's a mess. You know, I, I do think I like this question. It, it made me laugh a little bit. But at the same time, I thought one of the things that I would like to see in the films and the cartoons and it, it, whatever is produced now after we've established the origin over and over, I would like to see new ways of showing, illustrating how that origin affects yes. Bruce. Yes. If we don't see it piece by piece verbatim the same way we've seen it mm-hmm. show me some new way that mm-hmm. it weighs on bruce mm-hmm. wayne yes as he's out there yeah because so. i think that's the criticism it is literally shot for shot the yeah. same thing again yeah. somebody please get creative with yeah. the crime alley mm-hmm. you know what i mean like give give us a new we've got ben affleck you're up next you're up next he has an opportunity you know give us give us crime alley because you got to do it but give me, give us something different. Give us a different spin. Give us a different look. Give us a different angle. Incorporate it in the movie differently. But no, I don't think we can really expect Batman to move on because that's the main motivating factor. Because if if Crime Alley is not at the forefront of his mind, so to speak, and affecting him, then he's not Batman. Yeah. Literally. That's true. That he's not Batman. That's what makes him. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a great question. Appreciate you writing in, Jay Tan. Thank you very much. All right. So now um, this is an email that we got. And this email was really, really, really encouraging. And I wanted to read it. Um, And it was sent to us. And this email is from Tony. So here we go. Hi, guys. I'm Tony. And I just want to take this time and let let you know how you guys have changed my life. The first show I heard was the Batman v Superman one shot. I wanted to hear what others thought about the movie, and I came across your podcast. I listened to that show and was instantly engaged by your conversation. I decided to check out the show even more, so I started at the beginning and have finally caught up. I was never really into comics as much as I was movies, but after listening to you guys after a few episodes and how much you enjoyed certain books, I decided to check some out. I grew up uh, mostly exposed to DC characters and was always a huge fan of Batman. So I started with Scott Snyder's New 52 Batman. That is a good place to begin. Yes, it is. That's my Batman run. That's the one that I, you know, read in like real time. Mm-hmm. Since then, I have branched out to other characters and also started getting into some other publishers such as Marvel, Image, and others. I've become addicted. The best part about it is that because of you guys, my two young daughters and I have become members at a local comic shop here in Wisconsin. I made a pull list, and every Wednesday, my girls and I go and pick up our new books, and we make time to read comics together. I have truly bonded even more with my girls, and it's because of you guys. I want to say thanks for exposing me to geek culture and giving me another outlet from the stress of everyday life. Every Thursday morning is like Christmas for me because I know that a new episode will be up soon. I always enjoy Books of the Week because since I don't have any other friends who share my passion for comics, it's nice to hear you guys break down the books I'm reading. You guys even even inspired me and my best friend to have our very own podcast called Talks with Jamal and Tony, and we were uh, in, uh, where we talk about anything from geek culture to sports or any topic in life. You truly have impacted my life for the better. 
I want to end this by asking each of you a question, if you can get to it. For Adam, I always grew up knowing and watching Swamp Thing, so I'd like to get into some Man Thing as well. Where do I start if I want to read some Man Thing? Octavius, I'm a huge fan of Batman. So my question for you is, what Batman graphic novel or comic that hasn't been made into a movie would you like to see? Thanks for everything you do. and Look forward to the next show. Now, let me tell you something. Whew. Let me tell you something. Mm. I can I Adam full disclosure and transparency. You're real, real. Can you be just just a little bit of trillium? You lay that down. Uh huh. I read this email at home, and I wept. I feel you. I I literally cried because I was like, I cannot believe that we get on this show and we just share. Yeah. And it affects someone like this. I was so like moved. I, I didn't even expect it. I didn't even know. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, I, you know, I don't, because we you don't, don't no, you all don't owe us emails. You don't mm-hmm. owe us engagement. You don't owe any of this to us. To get an email like this, when I'm going to tell you, when I, Tony, when I got to the part about your daughters, I couldn't finish the email. Yeah. I literally put it down and my wife was like, why are you crying? <laughs> And I was like, I couldn't even form words because, and Tony, I'll share something with you, like why this means something to me. Cause I did not grow up with a dad. I didn't grow up with a father. So for me, I'm trying to keep it together right now. Even the stuff that you you're saying in this email is the stuff I wish my dad was around to do. Yeah. So to hear that me not having a father, Coming and sitting down with Adam, cracking jokes, laughing, sharing our heart and sharing what we believe in is encouraging a father to take the thing that we love and use that as something to bond with his daughters. I, I was I was I was done. I was done. I was like, I feel so fortunate to be like used in any kind of way to help foster and encourage you to be creative. That is believe, create, inspire. Take what you believe, create something, inspire your circle of influence. So to hear someone say, hey, I listened to your podcast. I believe in what you're doing. I was inspired and I am creating now. I'm making a podcast with my friend. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is what. This is why. This yeah. is why we do this. And this is what you hope to do. And this is the, the effect, but you don't know. We, like we say all the time, we, we, we hit... End and we're like, was that good? Yeah, that's <laughs> you true. Know what I mean? we, like, we say that every single time. I don't know time. if that was good. I don't think that's a good one. Uh-huh. Or like sometimes, like, oh no, this was funny. Yeah, but you never know how you're affecting someone. So Tony, I want to encourage you. Please do your podcast. The world needs to hear your voice. They need your creativity. Thank you so much for sharing your heart. I, I I'm so happy that you and your daughters are able to have something like this. And I want to be like you when I have kids. Yeah. You know, I want to take my sons, my daughters, my nieces, my nephews, and I want to have rituals where we come together and we go out and we do something and they can have those memories growing up and go, you know, dad, uncle, so-and-so took me to the comic shop and took me to the movies and so-and-so and so. And you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I really appreciate you. That's really what I'm saying. And it touched me genuinely. And it really encourages me to continue doing comic book junto. 
you know, regardless. Like there's like even doing this episode, Tony, let's let me tell you something. This episode is happening on time because of you. That is correct. Because we were like, nah, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but Tony said it's like Christmas. Like Christmas. We can't have Christmas morning show up. We like Tony. Nah, we are not canceling Christmas. We got you, but you're gonna have to wait till the weekend. Yeah. So thank you, Tony. Yeah. I just dominated the mic. My bad, Adam. No, 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 no. You you said everything. You spoke on behalf of both of us, I think. Uh, This this email is same. This email rendered me. Uh, When you shared this with me, Octavius, and I read through this, this just means the world to me. I love that you're making something with your buddy, Jamal. I will listen to your show, and I'm excited to do that and check out something that has, you know, you feeling inspired and creative. And after I read this email, and I just thought, like... Cause a man, man, did he even get to that? Did he even get to that? Right. Uh, but uh, like, you know, it's, it, yeah, we, we live, we live a charmed life. Uh, and, and the fortune that we have of doing the show and sharing it with all of you is because we have decided that we're going to take action on things that we love. I do believe that that is bare fruit, that that, that is what bare fruit is about. Um, and, and I just appreciate this email. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to share that story with us. Yeah. And I want you to know how significant that is to us. I, I, it literally, and I do not use this word lightly. It blessed me, Tony. Mm. I'm not talking DJ Khaled, bless up. Like just saying something cute. I felt blessed. Like, wow. I really felt like God was like, no son, you're doing what I want you to do. Yeah. I'm proud. I felt like, this email was like, no, I'm proud of you. Mm. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Because sometimes we do this show, like I said, full transparency, we're cracking jokes. I go home and I'm like, is anybody listening to this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is this any good? Like, I think it's funny. But, yeah. you know, so so stuff like this, seriously, I really feel like God used you, Tony, to, t- to specifically encourage me and Adam. So we're thankful because you could have kept that to yourself. Yeah. You know, so thanks. Absolutely. Now to his questions. Yeah, yeah. To, you know, let's let's give a little something back. Uh, you asked me about man thing. That made me laugh when I got to that part in the email because I thought, oh, this poor guy. I don't want to burden you with this. Well, we got a we got a man thing idea that's coming down the pipe. That is true. That is true. And that's really something I've, I've been working on, really realistically, my whole life. Hmm. But I have an opportunity, and that's coming soon. But if you want to test the muddy murky mire that's another word for swamp uh if you want to test the waters of man thing there is a collection um that i think you can get on amazon for 26.99 if you want to feel that out or of course support your local comic book shop Mm -hmm. you can pick it up for them it'll be just a little bit more but if you you're not totally sure uh by all means you have the Privilege and ability to order that online, save Absolutely. a few bucks. That collection is great. That's uh, that's a lot of the early issues in the 70s and 80s. So I really like that one a lot. And that is recent. That came out not too long ago. Otherwise, yo, uh, go to a comic book shop that has back issues and see if they have Man-Thing. Almost everybody does because they don't get picked because up. Nobody's looking for Man-Thing. Nobody's looking. You know what Man-Thing is. It's just me. It's just me. My shop, they put things on layaway. They, don't, they won't sell them. They know they'll sell them to me. But man thing comes in and just hold it in the back. Uh, yeah, search through a, a, a back issue. If it's written by Steve Gerber, pick that up. If it is written by Chris Claremont, pick it up. If it was written during the 90s, stay the hell away from it. That's, that's my advice. That's my advice. And I will get more detailed. And hell, I will share my personal picks 
in the future. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah, step by step. Uh, how about Batman? What um, would you want to see hit the uh, uh, silver screen? I want Dark Knight Returns. Oh, okay. I want rated R, The Dark Knight Returns. Batman not not the animated count. one. Not the animated joint. Well, no, no, no. Like that. That was. But that doesn't. That was very that, good. That was excellent. But that's not. You're talking live action. Yeah. Okay. I want old, pissed off, husky, powerlifter Batman. You know. Yeah. Old, grizzled, and they tried to do it with the Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan. They tried to do it with, um, you know, Batman v Superman. So a lot of people play with it. You know what I mean? They touch on it. They they take from it. Yeah. But if you haven't read The Dark Knight Returns, read it. Yes. That's one of my Required. favorite. It's one of my favorite. That's you know we're, we're gonna we. I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. We have a lot of things. Yeah, we got some things in the works that we're working on. Yeah. But I would really say I would love to see. Is he like fifty? Uh huh. 50-year-old. Because, I mean, even the way Batman looks, he looks different. Mm. He looks like an old man. Yeah, he's hunched over. He's got, like, he's, back problems. he's big because it's like, you know, when you get older, you're not as agile. Husky. You're not, you're, so he's a husky, strong, big, burly dude. Yeah. You know? And i really like to see an actor take that on. I don't even know who I would fan cast as. Kevin Hart. Oh. Come on, man. Why would you even, why would you even ask? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, right. Tony, because of people like you, uh, Octavius and I are excited that eventually, soon, we hope we'll have a lot of things that we want to share about Comic Book Junto. We got a lot of tricks up our sleeves and plans because we love what we're doing. We love you. We love sharing it with you. And we're we're so happy that you you appreciate it too. Yeah. So thank you. So that's it for Talk Back. Again, hashtag AskCBJ on Twitter. Um, comic book junto at barefruit.com. Send us emails. Also, can leave us five stars and a positive comment and leave us your thoughts on iTunes as well. We greatly appreciate that. Now, let's go into the books of the week, the pull list into the brown bag. That is correct. That is the sequence. I'm taking a look at my pull list right now, and there are a couple of books in my, my stack that I did not anticipate picking up. And goodness gracious, I'm so glad I did. I picked up one of our books of the week, Batman number five. Picked up Black Hammer number two. I forgot mm-hmm. about this one. Mm-hmm. Number one was awesome. I really liked it. Not a lot there, but it was enough to get me intrigued. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Black Widow. Dog. We haven't spent time with Black Widow in a comic book of the week in a little while, but it has remained excellent. Mm. So Black Widow six. Picked up a brand new number one from Dark Horse, Briggsland. And Briggsland is coming from Brian Wood and Mac Chater. I'm really excited about this one. Not much to know going into it, so I'm excited to go in. Basically, brand new. And Power Man and Iron Fist, number seven. Again, book of the week this week. Yes. What do you got? All right, I got Justice League, number three. I got Nightwing, number three. Got Black Widow, number six. The Fallen, number one. Now, this is kind of like the companion to The Accused. That's right. That's right. Last week. Greg Pack. Or the week after. Yeah, that was last week, The Accused. I have Black Hammer, number two. Yeah. And I've got our books of the week, Batman number five, Power Man and Iron Fist number seven. And I think since we just spent a little bit of time talking about Batman, I'd love to start our book of the week with Batman, Batman number five. Okay. Uh, I had the, the divine privilege of watching you read this book and going through a lot of the same emotions that I went through when Isn't I was reading funny? it. Yeah. It's funny when you have the opportunity to do that. 
right? And then, like, as soon as you you, you you turn the page, you get to a certain point. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see. Oh, there it is. There right. it is. Yeah. It's, it's very exciting yeah. to see that. But uh, given that, we're about to get into Batman number five, and we're going to spoil it. And if you have not read Batman number five, we encourage you to do so, as it is one of the books of the week. Um, you're going to want to join us for this conversation. If you haven't read it, you're going to want to skip this part. But... I say we hop right into it. Let's do it. So three, two, one. It's your fault. Now, Batman number five is bringing us to the close of the I Am Gotham arc. Wow. And things are heating up. Wow. Wow is right. This starts fast. It actually started so fast I needed to go back and look at the panels a couple Mm -hmm. times Mm -hmm. because I needed to understand what was happening. And what is happening is Gotham is... Smashing down into Go- into Gotham City. Gotham is a character. Gotham is basically like a superhero, or um, of course, a Superman ish, but mm-hmm. for Gotham, mm-hmm. he is pissed. He's under the control of Psycho Pirate, as yeah. we learned in previous issues, right? And he is going to cause some mayhem in Gotham City. And who's going to stop him from doing that? Alfred. Alfred Pennysworth. Yeah. So <laughs> Gotham. <laughs> smashes down and looks like what is like the Times Square center city of Gotham. Yeah. Kind of. We don't exactly know, you know, what they call it in Gotham, but he lands there and he tells everybody to run. So Batman radios to Alfred and goes, look, Gotham's wilding out. He's under control of Psycho Pirate. Um, I need you to stall him. And do whatever you can do. And Alfred (laughs) goes, yeah, sure. I'll do that. And he starts going through this really funny thing. Tom King. Love it. I appreciate you, man. Yes. Like, you're, you're good at this. You see Alfred bring a little comic relief in this time of this serious situation where he's going, he starts reading, he starts saying like, well, Thomas, allow me to first uh, say that it would be honored to be that you ask. And, um, you know, I'm humbled. Of course, you know, I, I'll, you'll, you'll never need me to take care of Bruce because nothing like that's ever going to happen. Yeah. It's not like on some dark night you're going to be in Crime Alley and with Martha's Best Pearls and yada, yada, yada. Kind of like being sarcastic. Like, I can't believe that Bruce Wayne is telling me to put on the bat suit. That, 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 all that dialogue reminded me a lot of Die Hard 1. When John McClane was come up in through, the a couple laughs. Exactly. Yeah. When he's like, come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a couple laughs. Yeah. He's crawling through the air ducts yeah, with yeah, all yeah. his blood. That reminded me of that. That was a great scene yeah. with Alfred just thinking, like, what did my life turn out to be like? Yeah. And he puts the cowl on. It's way the whole costume's way too big for him. Way too big for him. He looks so goofy. He kind of looks like Batrock the Leaper a little bit yes. from Marvel. Little mustache. He's got the little mustache and he comes out and he has the best line fear not citizens of gotham the dark knight has returned <laughs> Tom, and gotham turns and says what who are you who are you <laughs> right uh, uh, I'm, I'm batman that was great it, now, it, it, it buys bruce enough time yeah and it's an interesting moment that tom has used to kind of create the point of the story yeah like this is the beginning and he goes no you're you're just a man, a man in a mask. And what is that? Like, what is that? What is a man in a mask? And in the moment when you're reading it, you're kind of like, yeah, this is kind of funny, but that's an ongoing point that keeps being brought up again and again. That's right. I thought it was very clever how Mr. King brought that in in a very, you know, brought the stakes down really quickly, added some comedy, and was able to tell the story. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, 
he didn't let you know that he was telling you the story. Yeah, he, he says, know. let me just plant a little seed here. Yeah, plant, uh -huh. right, planted a seed. And, and what ends up happening is uh, Alfred buys enough time for the real Batman, for Bruce Wayne to swing in and pummel on Gotham for just a little while. I mean, he's beating on him. He throws him into the the. Uh, Batmobile, which yeah, I'm so works. glad that Duke commented on later when he's like, he's going to run out of Batmobiles. Yeah. He's just, because we already had one explode in what, last issue or the issue before. Yeah. Uh, he blows it up. He's, he's just trying his hardest to contain Gotham and also taking an opportunity to say, we need to talk. Yeah. You were not being you. Yeah. Sit down and eat a Snickers. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's what's up. When he pulls the bat wing down, smashes an airplane, Ooh. Batman will do anything to stop Gotham right now. And we see that he's yeah. sacrificing it all. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think the thing again, like he keeps, he keeps saying over and over and over again, he's like, a man, a mask, a man, a mask. He's like, compared to the city, compared to this hell, what is that? Yeah. And, when you think about Batman, and especially if you have any experience with Batman, and we go all the way back to issue number one, where it's like, look, Thomas Wayne was like, they keep getting sick. Yeah. You you can't out heal the sickness. No. But the whole idea is like, I do it anyway. Yeah. And that's the thing that Batman's saying. He's like, look, I've chosen to give my life for this thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And again, that's not even the full depth, but we keep, you know, he's Tom, Tom King is still laying those seeds. So in the interest of time, I want to get to some of the, the really, really important pivotal parts of this, this comic. Um, remember psycho pirate is able to basically like, uh, manifest and amplify emotions. So all of Gotham's rage, his anger, that that is turned up to 11. And for Gotham Girl, that's Gotham's sister, mm -hmm. Gotham Girl is very, very, very afraid. She is scared. She is in the Batcave with Duke. And she is almost incapacitated just from fear. Yeah. And Batman's got to raise the stakes. And he calls somebody into Gotham, or he calls a couple of somebodies into Gotham that he's never done before. He brings Justice League into town. That was a great moment. That was a great because, moment. Because, you know, <clears throat> like, what's going on in the Batcave is, you know, Gotham Girl is scared, and, you know, she's having a conversation. I always forget his name. What is his name? Hank. Hank? Who you mean? The guy in... in Duke. Duke. Duke Thomas. Yeah, Duke Thomas. I'm always going to call him Thomas. I'm like, his name's not Thomas. Sure. Yeah, they're having conversations. She's saying how scared she is, and... You know, they're having this dialogue, and it was dope when Batman's like, look, make the call. Yeah. He's like, you sure? And Gotham? And that was the whole point. Like, Batman seems like it's very rare that he calls anybody to handle this, but yeah, it's a situation he needed. And it was really, really awesome to see those guys show up. And yet, we learn that it's not enough. We learn a little secret about Gotham, about Gotham and Gotham Girl, that they did, in fact, buy their augmentations, mm -hmm. their powers. Mm -hmm. And what it allows them to do is effectively trade their life for abilities. Yes. So the higher their abilities, the higher their powers, the less they'll have to their life. They're like effectively just shaving years off their life. Yes. So the more they, the more they are. Super, so to speak. Yeah. Again, they're exchanging years for that. That's right. So 
Batman was saying, like, it seems like he uses just enough power to get the job done without really severely hurting anybody. He seems to continuously, like, alter his his abilities. It yeah. seems like he's, like, like auto-regulating or calibrating as things go on. How caliber, you, how's he caliber, do that? Caliber. You know? And, <laughs> right. And Duke's talking to Gotham Girl, and she goes, look, we bought these, we bought, we bought our abilities. And she, she makes this statement, and uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to find it here. Basically, you can be you know, you can be something for a couple hours or you can be a God for a day or something like that. Yeah. 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 You can be human for a little while and then you can be superhero for a little bit. So you can bounce back and forth. I thought that was a clever idea. I really like that idea too. And I like what that means. And what that means is the only person who can stop Gotham is Gotham girl. Mm-hmm. She's the only one who can match him. Cause she has the same power set match him or go above him. But she has to bust through her fear yeah. that is suspending her and go and meet him and take him down. And that's what happens. And that means that she, she makes an incredible sacrifice. She has bravery. We're, again, we're talking about bravery. We're talking about the speech that Batman gave to the family when he saved them in the very beginning. Right. Well, you know what Batman says? This is Duke Thomas talking. It's okay to be scared, right? Everyone's scared. It's just like, it's just like means everyone gets a chance to be brave. Yeah. And, you know, Gotham Girl goes, he, how did, no, that, that's not Batman. He doesn't. Hank, my brother says that. He always said that. But Hank is saying that because that's what Batman said learned to him it from Batman. in, you know, the alley, his own crime alley, so to speak. And Batman has this really interesting point where um, he's talking through this with Gotham. He goes, fine, do it then. Kill Gotham. But this city, it's just brick and concrete. It didn't f- fi- uh, free the, the pirate or hurt those soldiers. And it damn well didn't murder your parents. The pirate was here uh, because I couldn't stop the chaos that bleeds the city. You hurt those soldiers because I told you to fly to them. And your parents, they were murdered because I couldn't save them. You want to mm-hmm. kill Gotham for being weak, for being afraid, for falling again, for failing again, again, and again? I am Gotham. Kill me. And I, like that was heavy. It's like Batman's going, all of the stuff that you have a problem with, the fact that, Bat- that, that Gotham can't get it right, that's me. It's me. I'm the one that fails every day, every week, every month, year after year after year. Yep. And if, like, the fact that you are the way you are right now and going through what you're going through is because I failed. Yep. And this is what this is what Gotham represents to me. And that echoes what we saw in the very beginning, the very first issue, when we saw that Batman was willing to lay down his life for the city. When he could not stop that plane when that was crashing down into Gotham City unless it was going to kill him as well. Yeah. Like, he knows the sacrifices that he has to make because he knows the ability that he has and is limited. Mm-hmm. So he was going to say, look, I understand what's happening here and in order to preserve this city, you have to kill me. Right. Dang. And then we have Gotham Grill come in and just give him the business. Give him the put down. Absolutely. Put Gotham down. Looks like he killed him. Uh, he, she killed him. And then this last page, Yeah, I remember being uh, looking at you and I was like, am I missing something? Like, what just happened here? So we see this blue, these blue boxes in, in comics. That means that there's someone talking who's off screen. And it says, after Bruce did, we did. After he died, how he died. After I, after I killed him, I mean, Duke and I, we'd come here once a year on the anniversary of my brother's death, just to rem- just to take time to remember, remember that this is where it started, the origin of Gotham Girl, the death of Batman. And then the next thing says, next, Gotham Girl year one. So what that seems like is that that's Gotham Girl in the future, 
telling a story of what happened after this point. So it mm-hmm. seems like what we have to look forward to is Gotham Girl turning around and killing Batman. Well, there's a lot to chew on right there. Which we don't know. So, I'm, I mean, want to know what happens next? Yeah. Yes. Sure do. Very into that. Sure do. Uh, it's, it's awesome. I love this arc. Tom King, again, it's just really crushing good. it. Glad we, and I'm glad that we could, we could have gone through this together, you know, with Comic Book Junto. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to the next book, because we got to get up out of here. I got to be out of here in three minutes. Power Man and Iron Fist, number seven. That's right. Talk to me. Power Man and Iron uh, Iron Fist, number seven. Uh, This one is embedded in Civil War II. That is the event that's taking place. Last time we left off, uh, we saw Danny Rand get apprehended, arrested even, and tossed into prison with a couple of others, uh, the, the children and family members of the one-time convict Mm -hmm. that those vigilantes were going after. And we start this one out with Danny Rand talking to his ex-girlfriend, Misty Knight, and saying, you know, effectively saying, like, he's got to be in prison. He has to be here for a little bit because he's got a job to do. He's got stuff that he's got to get done, Mm -hmm. which is get to the bottom of what the hell is going on. Why did these family members come and contact him and Power Man, Luke Cage, in the first place? How How did we get here? So he's putting down a sacrifice. He's saying, you know, I got to be in here. I'm not going to tell Luke about it because... Which is interesting. It is interesting. It's like, why why are you not telling Luke? Yeah. And then even when Misty says... Misty is talking to Luke and he says, did he tell you why he didn't call me first? And she says, if you were him, would you call you? And he says, yes. No. I I don't know. Right. There's a complicated situation And it seems like there's something that we're not fully aware of. I wonder if any of it has to do with Luke's history of being in prison. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I'm not sure. But there's some stuff going down here. Um, and uh, this issue is really interesting. I, I really enjoyed this issue. I like the dialogue between Luke Cage and, and Jessica. I like the way that they yes. set them some things up, like the way they talk to each other and the way yeah. that Jess yeah. like tries to boost him. Because yeah. Luke Cage, almost all the times we're seeing Luke Cage in this comic, you know, he's in darkness, he's working with uh Gadget and he's working with Marta Cardona. Mm-hmm. Uh and they're they're kind of like under house arrest. They're just laying low. Right. And I think the lighting and the coloring of those scenes. It helps give us an understanding of how Luke Cage is feeling. He's he feels low. Yeah, and I really like the fact that I like his relationship with Jessica Jones, and I really see that relationship of husband and wife, and the wife being a strong character and going, Luke. Yeah, look, I got you. And Luke's like, Nah, baby, I want you to so and so and so. She's like, Look, I got your best interest in mind. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, let me help you. Let me take care of you. And there's even a scene later on where Luke's like, I, I don't know if I'm doing it right. And she's like, No, stop. You do know what you're doing. You're doing the right thing. You're overthinking it. And I know as a as a married man with a wife, there's been plenty of times my wife is like, No, Octavius. You know, yeah. Just, your wife being on your side. Your significant other being able to come through and go, I believe in you. I think you're making the right decisions. I'm on your side and I'm here to help you. You don't know. Like you can take on the world when you got situations like that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's dope. Uh, I I really appreciate just a a lot of the interpersonal stuff that's happening in this issue. I like seeing Jessica Jones do what she does best, which is, you know, working a couple of angles, investigating some things. What we find out is uh, the, the heroes, Luke Cage and Marta and Gadget, they grabbed onto a device that the vigilantes from... Uh, do you remember the name of that vigilante group? 
Uh, I don't remember the name of the vigilante group, but from the last dropped it is Artie Sigmund. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, the the group they they were using this uh, this software effectively for recognition, facial recognition. Mm-hmm. It's and called d- digging ag- stuff ignitus, up. Ignitus, ignitus, something like that. Some Latin for recognition, but they're taking they're profiling. They're they're mm-hmm. scanning faces mm-hmm. of people and checking out their criminal background. Right. Even capable of doing that for Luke Cage, even though his criminal background was expunged. Yeah. But they can still dig it up, which means as far as they would be concerned, he is still guilty. Yeah. He is still a criminal. And that's what, and that's the whole thing. These that's guys the whole thing. were taking it upon themselves to go out there and be vigilantes and take down criminals when these criminals had changed their life, changed, you know, you know, reformed themselves. Some of them did, some of them didn't. And these guys are coming, taking it upon themselves to go, you know what? We're going to take these guys down. They're like, look, I don't want no problems. Yeah. I'm, I'm living my life the way it's supposed to. And they're provoking them by attacking them. And then they're acting out. And then you get, they get locked up. Yeah. Which, again, is a very clear, to me, it's very clear at looking at what's going on and a lot of what's happening with the Black Lives Matter movement right now. I also like a lot of the conversation pointed toward Danny while he's in prison. There are a lot of criminals in there. I shouldn't say criminals. There are a lot of inmates. And they're looking at Danny Rand. They said, you can get out of here anytime you want to, can't mm-hmm. you, boss? Yep. You got, you got a silver spoon in your mouth. You know you got deep enough pockets to do it. So go on and do it. And it's interesting because it puts him in a pickle because he says, no, I'm not going to do that. But he has the privilege, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's interesting. It's Staying interesting in- how, they, how, they, how they laid that out. Yeah. Like, you've got the privilege. You've got powers. Yeah. You've got money. But you're choosing not to exercise them. This is a very damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Uh, Danny's staying in prison. He is a target. A lot of people want him because he is... I mean, he's, yeah, he's a hero. Take him out they want to take him down. Arguably, some of the people who want to take him out are there because of him. So he's got to hold his own. Meanwhile, Luke Cage and uh, his kind of ragtag crew, they're going to stage a little prison break. Yes. And I want to talk about that last page. Yeah. So, that last so, page. So basically, there's a, there's a knuckle and there's a character that looks like a giant gorilla. Yeah. You know, who's, you know, trying to fight Danny Rand. They have this huge prison fight. And Luke Cage goes, look, my best friend is locked up. I can't stand around and do nothing. You know, and then we have Cockroach going, I ain't saying you stand around and do nothing, but we're talking about the joint, the bing, the slams. The bing. You can't just roll up and be like, I'm taking my homeboy, fools. Gotta have a plan. <laughs> That's totally how he sounds in my yeah, head. Yeah. He's got the hat, he's got the shades and all that. He goes, A plan? I got a plan, and you best believe that. Cause ain't no way I'm leaving my partner in prison. Time to get to work. So looks like Luke Cage is storming out the door. And he's like, I'm about to go get him. Yeah. And then you turn the page. And Did not see this no, coming. Because nope. this whole time, the only mention we have of Civil War II is the conversation with Misty Knight. That's right. And Luke's like, look, it's not about that. And she's like, well, when it's about that, come holler at me. Besides mm-hmm. that, I don't want to talk to you about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then we see Captain Marvel going, what did you see talking to Ulysses? And if you've been reading Civil War II with us, you know Ulysses is an inhuman who has the power to experience a we possible don't quite future. No, if it's he can see the future yeah. or what could be or whatever. But all we know is Ulysses says Luke Cage, power man, leading a jailbreak at Rikers Prison. And Captain Marvel goes, All right, crew, you heard Ulysses. Let's go stop a jailbreak. And we got Deathlock, Mockingbird, Storm, Spectrum. Puck is in there. Puck? 
from Alpha Flight, the little John. So she's got a crew assembled. And Ulysses looks like he's like not happy about it. No, it's he's it's almost pleased. like he's being squeezed for information that he's uncertain of. Yeah, Man, that like and you know, it really is for me at this point going like Carol Danvers. I'm I am not with you. You know what's funny? I, I read that I'm page. I read that page and I audibly said, "Oh no, oh no." That's how it makes me feel. So that's the, I think that's what I said out loud too, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. Effective storytelling, okay? Because because what are we gonna do? Like that's a great way to tie it in the Civil War. Because yeah. I know I'm on Power Man Iron side. Yeah, like, absolutely. Is anybody talking to you? Because we and that's the thing that's so dope about this. We come up with Junto people who are listening to this and reading this together. We have context. Yes, we saw the conversation between Power Man and Iron Fist for freaking six issues coming up to this. But Ulysses has no context. None of that. No we, flavor. we saw Luke talking to his wife, having this dialogue. We saw that, you know, what, what Danny Rand's do. We saw all of that stuff. So we've got context to go, hold up, Carol, wait a minute. Like, you don't even know what's going on. But yeah. all Carol has is, oh, prison riot, let's go shut this down. Yeah. And that, and again, it's hard not to see the parallel to, oh, there's a bunch of black people, right? Quote rioting. Let's go. Let's 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 go get the SWAT team. I'm going back to what Tony Stark said in the Spider-Man Civil War crossover when he says, "This is profiling. This yeah. is profiling. Yeah, it's not fair. It's and man, Marvel is dealing with these topics by getting these writers." to come up with these awesome stories. And I yeah. really appreciate it because it relates to what's going on in the world. I mean, it's really easy to see that connection and it makes it, it makes it come home. It makes these situations go, dag, wait a minute. Maybe I've been profiling people. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm like, Oh, this is going on. You don't have context. You don't have the conversation. You don't know why the person's here. All you know is they're in an orange jumpsuit. It's all, you know, by the way, that vigilante group is, Preemptive strike. Mm, That's the oh, name of that group. Name. Remember that? Preemptive strike. Even the name. Even the name. Uh, this one's coming to us from David Walker. A again, just smashing it. And Sanford Green and Flaviano on this one. Tag team. And I like the artwork in this. I, I really enjoyed it. This was a good issue. Um, it's just, a it's great. The cover is great. Everything about this is great. I love Power Man and Iron Fist. I love what's going on with the them tangling them up in the Civil War too. Yeah. It's fantastic. If you pick this up, then you feel, I think, the way that Aki and I feel, which is lucky that we read comics right now. Yes. This is good material. Right. So coming up next week for Books of the Week, we've got Spider-Man number seven, which is, again, another Civil War II tie-in. And we have some options. We've got a new book that's coming out, Blue Beetle Rebirth number one. Now, I don't know if you're interested in that. Um, and we also have a uh, Wonder Woman again, Wonder Woman number five. I'd be interested in checking out Blue Beetle. I've always been curious about Blue Beetle. Yeah. So that, that'd be one that I would be, uh, I'd be willing to try out. All right. So books of the week for next week. Um, there's Blue Beetle, Rebirth number one, and Spider-Man number seven. Um, and I'm going to come back. You know, when we do our next episode, I'm going to come back with some thoughts about that new book I picked up, Briggs Land. I think there are some things that are going to be interesting and relevant to us and the kinds of conversation conversations that we have here on CBJ. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to come back and, and potentially share that one and say, y'all pick this up in the future. Okay. Because I, I have a good feeling about it. I just All got right. a good feeling about it. Word. All right, that's the episode for this week. I got a guess out of here. Let them know where they can find you on the internet. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram under the same name, both platforms, at 
Adam Teteris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. I go by Gucci main thing. Scoochie. Scoochie. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at Octavius A. Newman, O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A-N-E-W-M-A-N. Again, subscribe, rate, review, share this show. We're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Overcast. We're on Stitcher. We're pretty much everywhere that we know of that we can be on pod, that you can get podcasts. Please share this with five people on Twitter. Retweet this at five people on Twitter that you want to share this with, that you want to invite them to join the Junto. We really love that we've seen people doing that on Twitter. Mm-hmm. People say, hey, I just found the show. And people we don't even know come and go, hey, join the Junto or welcome to the Junto. It's really dope. Yes. Also, we love that you guys are sharing your pull list. So my friend Kenny Sparks made up a hashtag, hashtag share your pull list. Love it. So we would love for you guys to share your pull list with each other and start conversations and kind of see who's picking up what so that, you know, maybe there's something that someone else liked that you don't know about and all that kind of thing. So we love you guys. We got to get out of here. Again, live show coming up this Saturday, August 20th, 2 p.m. at Amalgam Comics and Coffee. Swing through. We'd love to meet you. Love to see you in person. Until next time, we love y'all. Peace. (laughs) 